Yo, what is up? I hope that you're doing well. At the time I'm recording this, it is 1 p.m. on April 14th, 2020. It's been a little while since I've recorded and posted an episode, and I feel as though I'm having a hard time jumping back into it. In fact, I tried to record this episode on April 9th and just wasn't having a lot of fun. And I know sometimes it's probably unnecessary for me to give you some of the details and the behind the scenes of making this podcast, but I do think it's nice to just be open and vulnerable and honest, let you know what's been going on. I'm really excited to talk about this topic though, and I'm, I'm glad I took the time to re-record it because I think that I'm feeling a bit more prepared now to reflect on what it's been like to be a parent over the past year, specifically what it's like to be Quinn's dad. And I'm excited to just relive some of the stories and some of the lessons that I've learned over this past year. So I'm really appreciative of you being here with me. And um, if you are someone who tunes into each episode, thanks for bearing with me as I just try to work through this crazy COVID-19 quarantine situation that all of us are living through right now, because it really is having such a big impact on all of our lives. And for me, I'm struggling to keep up with my normal routine. And I think, as I had mentioned before, since I had fallen out of that routine of recording at my normal times and all that other stuff, I've just sort of found find myself having a hard time getting back to it. So I'm really glad that I am taking this time during my lunch break today to bring some of my energy, my afternoon vibes, and to talk about this episode that I've been really wanting to do for more than a month now. Because one month ago today, on March 14th, we celebrated Quinn's first birthday. And it has just been such a fun time to be home with her over this past month since everything has sort of played out with this pandemic. And it has offered a lot of time to reflect. So before we do that, and before we talk specifically about Quinn and celebrate her life and what it's been like to uh, watch her grow up over this past year, I want to take a time to offer each of us an opportunity today to reflect on what's going on in our life right now and to sort of zoom out and slow down and be present in this moment to try to find some of the things that we can be grateful for today in order to hopefully bring a bit more positivity to our perspective and to our attitude as we go through today. So I do not know what your last month has looked like and how this quarantine has impacted you But I hope that you are doing well, and I hope that your family is doing okay and everyone's healthy. And if they're not, I hope that you are reaching out to those who you know can support you during this time. And um, I, I just, I think that taking a moment each day to step back and to look at this, you know, this situation and gain some new perspective on it can be a really great thing. So I want us to do that now. I think that there is such a beautiful separation between our life situation and our life. And this is something that I learned from reading The Power of Now. And that our life situation, which consists of all of the stuff that we go through, all of our responsibilities that we have, 
that is sometimes we confuse that with what our life is like. So we can just say like, you know, our life sucks right now because maybe you are going through an extremely hard time with what is happening. Um, and, and you might confuse your life with the fact that it's actually just your life situation that might be really hard um, at, this, at this moment, at this time. But your life, the consciousness in you, this ability to interact with the world um, and this amazing aliveness that is in each one of us, that is very separate from your life situation. And I, I hope that maybe today you'll take a moment to reflect on that and to find time to be quiet and just observe some of your thoughts so that you can begin to really feel present because when you start to feel it, you realize that there is a lot to be grateful for. Just your breath and just the tiny little details of your day are enough to be happy and to be positive. So I hope that today you'll have an opportunity to do that. And I, again, am thankful that we have a moment um, now to just celebrate the most important relationship that I have in my life besides my wife. Um, that doesn't take anything away for the love that I have for my family, my parents and my sisters, brother-in-laws, um, sister-in-laws, like, you know, if you're a parent, that the bond that you have with your kid is so life-changing. And it's something that I'm very excited to just talk about today. So welcome to episode 47. This one is all about Quinn. All right. Well, thank you again for being here with me. And I'm excited to talk about Quinn to just dive into all the fun stories that we've been able to uh, have over this past year. And also just talk about some of the lessons that I've learned that may or may not uh, potentially be helpful for others, but are also just good for me to, to reflect on and reconsider as we go into year number two. In fact, we're already a month through year number two, which is completely crazy. So I guess a lot of parents will say that it goes by so fast. And I have found that to be true. I mean, it is pretty wild to think that a year has already gone by. But there's also a lot of times that don't go fast. And there's a lot of frustrating moments of being a parent that seem to last for longer than is needed. And I have learned, I have had to learn how to be more patient as a person over this past year. It's a huge lesson that I've been able to uh, realize and, and try my best to put into practice. Because when, at least my experience has been, um, everything in your life changes when you become a parent. You know, Julie and I are really actually very intentional about making sure that Quinn just sort of um, is able to be incorporated into our life rather than our whole life going on pause in order to just care for her needs. We've really, I think, done a pretty good job of just, you know, dragging her along. And we still go out and we still try to travel. I mean, obviously not during this past month at all. But 
we still stay very active and we just bring Quinn along and she has had to adapt to that and she's done a great job of it because we're very, very lucky that she's a happy kid. She is very friendly and for the most part is just loving and happy and um, yeah, we are very, very fortunate for that and I feel very blessed to to um, yeah to be able to say that that's the case and I guess one of the things that has been cool about being able to just have her sort of tag along with whatever's going on in our life has been we've been able to just watch her in different situations and give her really fun experiences. So a couple of the cool, fun experiences that I just wanted to relive, um, even if it's just for Quinn's sake, for her to be able to listen back to this years from now and, uh, and hear from her dad in you know, 2020 about some stuff that we did over the past year of her life that might be kind of cool. Um, one of the first things that comes to my mind was that we took Quinn across the country uh, when she was three months old. So I got three months off of work, uh, paternity leave during her, you know, when she was initially born. And we made the most of that time. Obviously, there's a lot of it that is just spent trying to figure out how to be a parent in the first few months. And we, we, you know, survived those first couple months. And then we planned a trip to fly out to California from Jersey. Uh, and, and that was really cool to be able to bring Quinn along and for her to just continue to impress us with her being so chill uh, all the time. Like on the plane, both ways, she was just such a good baby and did such a great job, especially on the way home. She slept the entire flight. It was amazing. Um, And it was also kind of cool just to be able to think about how the first beach experience that Quinn ever had was at Zuma Beach in Malibu. And I just find that sort of interesting because we live one hour from the Jersey Shore. And um, yeah, the first time that she went to the beach was on the West Coast in the Pacific Ocean. And I kind of love that. I think that that's cool because I hope that we'll be able to continue to do a lot of a lot more traveling over the years and that she'll be able to have a lot of cool experiences. And um, having that be her first one is special to me, at least. So I wanted to mention it. Um, man, some other really, really fun things. I mean, fast forward nine more months to just last month, last month when we celebrated her first birthday, she was so excited. She had the best time um, being able to watch her eat her cupcake and um, having everyone there to celebrate her. It was, all, it was before this whole quarantine had started. It was like right before it. So it was great that we could have family all together and that everyone could be here to watch and just celebrate that special day. So that was so cool. Um, a couple of other really fun routines that we've been able to watch Quinn adapt to are her bath time routine. She loves being in the bath. Um, she would probably take a bath like twice a day if we let her. She definitely would. But we normally do it a few times a week, and she really looks forward to it. In fact, every time we walk into that bathroom that has the tub in it, she gets excited because she thinks that she's going to get to go in the bath. Um, as, as soon as her teeth started coming in and when we started brushing her teeth, that's always been really funny because she just sucks all the toothpaste off of the, the toothbrush. I'm sure that's very common for all parents and for all young kids. Um, and her morning routine has been fun because it has certainly, 
uh, changed and you know been different over the over the different months. Right now, when she gets up, um, while we get her dressed, I always play Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, and she gets so excited. She knows the music, the the beginning of it every single time. As soon as I put it on, she gets so excited to, to dance around, and um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun. She also is just uh, someone who loves to be around other kids. I feel like she has this amazing ability to recognize when there are children somewhere in the vicinity because she will be able to pick them out from you know far away and just start to yell and wave and try to get their attention. Um, her scream, her scream is probably something that I could um, we could like t- at least just turn the volume down on her scream a little bit. I'm not going to like, you know, I know years and years from now when, when it's all done and she doesn't do it anymore, I'll be like, oh, I kind of miss that scream at dinner time. Actually, I don't know if I'll ever miss it because it's so high pitched and it just hurts our ears so much, but she gets so excited uh, about things and she has this, this very, very high pitched yell scream thing um, that she, like I said, because she's so excited around other kids, she used to do it all the time. Uh, one, so Julie was able to take a whole year off from teaching. She only got paid for like the first 10 months, uh, not 10 months, 10 weeks of it, like her normal maternity leave time. But then she could actually extend extend her leave without payment. And she did that. So she was home with Quim for a whole year, but she picked up some babysitting gigs. And one of them was with a, a couple uh, they were twins and they were right around Quinn's age. And every time they came over, Quinn would scream her head off in excitement. And one of them would just bawl his eyes out crying because it scared him. Um, and a couple other things that I kind of wrote down that I wanted to remember is just the way that she hugs stuffed animals, um, wh- whether it's nap time or bedtime or just in the middle of the day while we're playing. If we play with a stuffed animal and put it in her arms, she gives it the biggest hug you could ever imagine. Um, she tries to play with our cat Beefy as much as she can, but she definitely it gets way too excited for Beefy's liking <laughs> and normally scares Beefy off because she's just yelling and <laughs> waving her arms. Um, over the past month or so, I've made a uh, made it a point to go outside with Quinn on the porch every morning and we just wave to cars and she has loved waving the cars and anytime anyone walks by she loves that gets their attention waves to them makes them smile um and yeah she just started walking last week um she's not like full-blown walking everywhere right now but she has been taking a lot of steps and then in the beginning of this week she has now been like really starting to walk from place to place um which has been amazing to watch, but it's also so scary. <laughs> it's so scary. There are these all like little adjustments that happen throughout the first year that, that I've experienced, and I'm 100% positive other parents go through these same sort of experiences that like that your kid learns something new and then you realize like, oh, like now you just know how to do that thing. <laughs> and, um, and it's amazing to watch. And it's also it's sort of sad because then they leave behind some of the old stuff that they used to do, like falling asleep in your arms um, or, you know, other little things that used to be special or really cute. They just they grow out of. And especially I'm sure in these first, I don't know how many years, five, 10 years or whatever, there's going to be so much change and it's going to be 
uh, a lot of adjusting. So, you know, there's obviously so many things to be grateful for and just look back on and have a positive perspective about, but I cannot say all of that without also stating that this has been the hardest year of my whole life. Um, not, not just having to learn how to be more patient, but just learning to stop being so selfish. Um, and you know, like even when we're playing, like Quinn and I are sitting down playing, like I have to remind myself through that process is like, this is just what I'm doing right now. Like being here with her playing is like, I need to just be here and focus on this. So I've had to kind of break some bad habits of checking my phone and, um, you know, feeling like I need to be productive at times because like you need to just learn that being there with your kid and enjoying that time with them is so crucial for you and for them. And I've had to kind of learn that over this past year. And it's been great the times that I am able to just really be present and be with her and focus on, on that time together. Um, yeah. So she has a lot of toys, obviously a, a lot of kids, if they're lucky and they have you know, family who lives close by, they get a lot of hand-me-downs and new toys and stuff. And that's been quite interesting to just watch as the first level of the house is taken over by her and all of her toys. And she has this amazing ability of leaving all of her like larger toys, the, you know, the train or the, um, the, uh, stroller, like the baby, you know, her little toy stroller that she puts her baby doll in. She leaves all that stuff in all of the, the walkway, like every single hallway or doorway, there's always something blocking the way, which is great. Um, she loves to rip everything out of the cabinets that we haven't baby proofed. And I don't know, I get it. Julie says it keeps her occupied. She's right. It definitely does, but it's also a bit frustrating to, to have to, continually clean up after her. That's definitely one of the lessons that I've learned is it's not worth it to try to clean up along the way. You should just let your kid make the mess and clean up one time at the end of it. (laughs) So that has been a great lesson to remind myself about because you'll drive yourself nuts if you try to clean up a whole bunch throughout the day. Um, Just wait till they're done and clean up at the end. Um... Yeah, so that's a lot of the fun stuff that has been really memorable over the past year. Um, Some of the lessons that I've learned. um, I guess one thing that is just amazing to experience, because you literally, you you don't have this, unless you're um, like an older sibling who was of an age where when your younger sibling was born, you were like aware of them being a baby and like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but there is just totally different, like being an adult and then being around a baby every day. Uh, I've never had that experience personally. Obviously, I've had younger cousins and that sort of stuff, but to be there every single day and watch them learn all this stuff and grow and start to have teeth and watch their hair grow and these changes that all that happened day to day, um, one of the most amazing things has been to see how she mimics what we do and how she learns and the things that she says, you know, like her first word was dad, that, 
And it's because we were constantly saying it around her, dad, 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 dad. And then we, you know, she got that one down and we started going for mama. And then she started saying mama and completely forgot how to say dad, dad for a while, which is hilarious. But now she could say them both. And um, a couple of the other things is like, just, you know, as I mentioned before, like really being present with her, you know, we live in a world now where our faces are in front of screens a lot, our laptops and our cell phones. And it did not take long for her to become obsessed with our phones and trying to always grab our phones and look on our phones and um, just really trying to be intentional about what we do around her has been um, has been a learning process for sure. Um, another big learning process has just been like Julie and I's relationship during this time and this sort of give and take and the um, sharing of responsibilities you know, there are like little things that you can do to make each other's lives a bit easier. And I've tried, you know, we both tried to do as much as that as we can, whether it's like refilling the like diaper stacks or like the wipes or something or, um, share, you know, helping to create, to uh, make her meals together, just being able to share those responsibilities and grow together as a couple while parenting your kid has been, um, a struggle at times and a, a very beautiful, harmonious experience at other times. So uh, obviously that's sort of the way life is, you know, in most situations and um, being able to find ways to make it more harmonious than a struggle has, has been really good. And I think that Julie and I are both at least trying our best. And I feel like that's a big part of uh, becoming a new parent is just trying your best. Some days are going to be hard. Some days you're going to fail, but other days you're going to be able to be fully present and, and, and appreciative of the amazing opportunity that you have to, to be that little one's parent. So yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, I think as we get older, as, as people, we sort of start to rush through life a bit and we don't take the time to slow down as much. And I've learned that by being a parent, you kind of are forced into slowing down and you start to appreciate the little moments again. And it's just amazing. It, there's, a, a, there's a lot of amazing details and emotions and experiences that happen throughout each and every day. And while you watch a small human grow up and learn and become their own person, you get to sort of uh, experience those things and just have more opportunities to appreciate them. So that's been really fun. Um, it's crazy to just think about the fact that years from now, Quinn is going to be a woman and she's going to have her own life and she is just, you know, going to grow into her own person and I'll still have all the memories of when she was first born. And it just makes me think about my parents so much because we just, you, in some ways you can't fully know what it was like until you're going through it yourself. And I have such a appreciation and, um, now uh, I don't know, I just, a new perspective on what it means to be a parent and how incredible it is that so many people have chosen to be parents and have done really great job at raising kids. And, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It blows 
my mind every single day. And I'm so, so excited to continue to be her dad and to hang out with her and teach her and parent her and, um, and strengthen our bond. So I feel very thankful for the three months that I had off from uh, paternity leave. And then for this time during this past month of quarantine, we have been able to really strengthen our bond as a family. And it's obviously been trying at times. And that's the experience for all of us, no matter if we're parents or uh, in relationships or whatever we're going through or whatever our situation is in life. These have been trying times. But there's also a lot of opportunity to be really grateful and to enjoy them. And we've been able to experience both of those. And I'm just real, real thankful for for this past month. Um, A couple of things that I kind of wanted to conclude with. When I thought about the main lesson that I learned about what it's been like to parent over this past year, the thing that came back is like how to parent a one-year-old, which is impossible. Like you, you can't write a handbook about how to parent a one-year-old because our ex- experiences are unique in a lot of ways and people do things differently, which is great. It's a, it's beautiful. Like, you know, we're, we're meant to be different in certain ways and that's all good. But I think that there is one takeaway, one lesson that is universal. And the best way to parent a one-year-old and this is very obvious, but it's, I think, worth mentioning. Love them. Love them to the max. And, and don't be so hard on yourself because you've never experienced this before. You know, you are going through this and growing through this and you need to give yourself some slack and you need to be patient with your kid and with yourself. And you really need to give them all the time that they need to grow. And you need just to give them as much love and support and make sure that you present as many opportunities as you can for your kid to trust you, right? So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I feel like the more that I'm able to be kind to myself, the more loving I am, I'm able to be to not only Quinn, but also to Julie. So I feel as though being nice to ourselves, being patient with ourselves, allowing ourselves to mess up and, and grow through this is going to make us better. And it's going to make us better when we're with our children and when we're with our spouse. So yeah, just tell your kid that they are welcome You know, let them know that they're welcomed and that you're proud of them. Um, And I'm sure that you already do all this stuff. If you're listening to this, you are a great parent because I don't know any bad parents. And, (laughs) you know, there's no way anyone would find this podcast unless they know me. So, um, you know, maybe that's not exactly true. Maybe I do know some bad parents. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I guess my big takeaway is just give yourself a break. And love your kid as much as you possibly can each and every single time that you are with them. So I appreciate you taking this time to be here with me and allowing me to reflect and relive some of these fun stories. And I hope that maybe you gained some, whether it's insight or, you know, just a new perspective about how you can look at your time 
um, then, then I hope that it was worth it for you. And I guess that is another sort of big takeaway that I, I will close with is our life, our, you know, our life situation, our outlook on it and our feelings about it is so, so much of it is based on what we focus on. So this past year of being, being a parent has been amazing because I've spent most of my time focusing all the, on all the really positive stuff and all the happy times and all the great memories. But I'm sure if I, you know, focused more on the bad stuff and the really, really hard days and the moments where I felt so frustrated I wanted to pull my hair out, then I probably would have a more negative feeling about what it's been like to be a parent. And that is just true with every scenario we go through in life. It's what are you focusing on? And if you're focusing on the good and the positive, you're going to have overall happy feelings and, and, and you're going to have an outlook that is more focused on good than bad. So I'm thankful for you spending this time with me. I love you. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and I cannot wait until we talk again. I will see you next time. Hey, one last thing. If you like this episode and are looking forward to new episodes of this series, I encourage you to leave a review and subscribe to this show. I'm no social media guru, but I think that's how more people are going to have a chance to hear it. Thanks again. Have a great day.